Hello and welcome to Eden Exchanges, the business journey podcast by Eden Exchange. Today we spoke to Tina Hansen, Director of Paint Pinot, a unique arts and craft event business opportunity. Listen as Tina chats about how the business came about, how Paint Pinot offers a guarantee of discovery and fun, the proven business model that moves from strength to strength, and how you can become a franchisee. Listen on to discover more. Welcome everyone. My name is Ellen Rogers and I'm here with Christelle from the Eden Exchange team. Hello everyone. Today our guest is Tina Hansen, who is the founder and director of Paint Pinot. Welcome to the podcast, Tina. Thank you, Ellen. It's good to speak to you today, Tina. Now, can you start off by telling us about your background and what your working role is at Paint Pinot? So my background is I am a teacher, ex-teacher, and I have a Bachelor in Fine Arts, painting major. I also did fashion designing, so I have a um, diploma in fashion design. I've done jewellery design. My life has pretty much always been involved with creative businesses. And can you tell us a little bit about how you first conceptualised Paint Pinot? Was there anything particular that sparked the idea behind the business? Absolutely. What happened was my son lives in Canada. He's a, a dentist in Calgary, and he had been to a paint night with his team, with his dental nurses and hygienists and came to Australia for a visit and said he'd been to one of these sessions and it was so much fun. And he just said, oh, look, mum, you've got to try this. I think it was about three months later, I decided to give it a go. And there hadn't really been a lot that, you know, I looked around and there were a couple of companies at that stage that were doing something similar, but this was back in 2016, but it was relatively new. So I didn't really know what I was doing, I was I just bought 12 easels and some paint and some brushes and thought, okay, I'm just going to give it a go. And I ended up starting at the local cafe in the Southern Highlands where I did an event every second week on a Tuesday night. And that's how it all started. That sounds like an amazing journey. So what are some unique characteristics of the Paint Pinot business? What is it that you offer for your customers? Well, that has actually evolved. And as I said, it was, it was actually a mobile business where I would arrive at someone else's venue, typically a cafe or a pub. We would set up for the painting session. I think when we first started out, other people were doing two-hour sessions, but I felt from the outset people need a little bit longer to do a painting and complete a painting. So I started my sessions at three hours and I would provide a painting for them to copy. I would provide canvases, paint, set them up so they were ready to paint the painting. And then I facilitated, started to step-by-step facilitated where to start, you know, how to go about executing a painting. And they were very, very good students, my first little group. And I thought, gee, you know, they really, really enjoyed it, loved having a go at something that was completely unique to them. I loved it too. Great. And what was your inspiration behind making Paint Pinot is such a different and bespoke opportunity compared to other paint and sip opportunities. I think from the outset, I decided I was never going to go to another paint and sip session that anyone else had done. I didn't want to do that because what I wanted to do was to do what I thought I would have as a customer. So I decided to have artist quality paints to start with. I thought I know that a lot of the other paint and sip 
businesses use student quality paint and I felt, no, I didn't want to do that. So I wanted to use proper quality materials. I also wanted to do slightly more complicated paintings, feeling that, you know, if you did have a little bit of talent, you could go that step further. Or if you wanted to pare back and just do a very, very basic painting, you could do that also. It gave people more choice. So I think right from the start, my sessions were quite different to anyone else's. So Tina, how do you present the business in the market? What has happened, as I was saying before, we started as a mobile, or I started as a mobile business, and I ran that for about two years, but I found it was a lot of work to cart the gear around, to unpack and pack up, and, and you weren't in control of, you know, how the events often were run because, you know, due to the venue, and I mean, having said that, you know, the venues were all very great, I certainly didn't have any issues with them, but it was just, I thought, you know, if we had our own premises it would just be a, it would just be a better operation, and we opened Braddon, which is in the ACT. We opened a shop back in 2019 in November. We opened our doors. We we really didn't have any idea what we we're going to put in there, apart from tables and chairs, of course. And it just slowly evolved over the next 18 months. We put some some beautiful lounge seating around the corners because we felt people, you know, just just to make it feel better. We put in a bar, we got our alcohol license, we put in a kitchen and we just grew our model to what it is now where people literally walk in, having booked and paid for their ticket online, they'll come in and then they can buy food and alcoholic beverages or non-alcoholic beverages, whatever they feel on the night. Yeah, it just seems to really, really work well now. It's great to hear that a business is doing so well, especially after everything that we've been through in the last couple of years, especially with the small business sector taking a hit from the pandemic. How has your business adapted to the current climate and how have you been pushing forward to evolve the business? We, of course, had the restrictions, so the seating restrictions, and we had to work with those. We closed over, I think we closed for 10 weeks when COVID first hit and and everyone was really closed. But Canberra has been very, very lucky. The ACT really haven't had any lockdowns apart from that initial lockdown. So we were not as affected as many others. And we were actually able to, apart from those two months, we were able to continue trading. And we have just gotten busier and busier. A lot of the private events, such as weddings, of course, weren't happening because they weren't allowed to have weddings. And so we, we do a lot of hen parties and we weren't able to do those. But that really wasn't a problem because most of our hen parties just postponed the time that they couldn't come and, and also corporate bookings, they also, you know, postponed. But they've all come back and they've all had their events since then and we're busier than ever. So we have been very, very lucky. That is fantastic to hear and it's really encouraging to hear businesses doing well Where do you see the potential growth for the market for your franchise in the coming years? And how do you plan to develop your existing model to include more niche markets? The paint and sip industry really hasn't been around for that long. It started in America in 2009 and came to Australia. I think the first operators were in 2013 and I started in 2016. So I started, you know, not long after the sort of first around. And what's happening now is that a lot more people are hearing about the paint and sip industry. There's a lot more people doing what I do. It's becoming really popular because 
it offers people an activity to do other than to go out and, and just eating food and drinking wine is great it, it, by all means, but it offers an activity and, and a great activity. It's a fun activity. So that's why it's been so popular and I cannot see that it's going to die off anytime soon. I think, you know, we're all going to grow. We're going to, there's, there, there are just going to be more, more variety. We, of course, are always working on new paintings. We're always working. We do a bit of life drawing, although we haven't in the last few months, but we'll definitely be doing some more of that. There's so many other things you can do, just different art activities. Fortunately, we are so busy doing the events, just the paintings that we've already done and doing events that we just haven't had time to actually do other things. It's becoming so popular. It's unbelievably good. Now, is that a problem we all want to have, just having no time to do absolutely everything? Exactly, exactly. I, I can't believe how many people are interested now, you know, and I always sort of think, oh, look, it, it'll, people get bored with this, and but they're not. They're not getting bored. We're getting re- a lot of repeat customers coming back. A lot of people will come to our public sessions and they'll go, oh, look, I'm going to take my, tell my work colleague or I'm going to tell my boss, and then they come back with their uh, corporate team and they do it, you know, as a corporate event. And even the corporate teams will come back more than once because it is fun. It's so much fun. I just think it's going to keep growing. It's got a long way to go. Great. i got to stop by one of those one day. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You haven't tried one? No, actually. <laughs> I suppose it's just a busy lifestyle, so definitely. So can you tell us a little bit more about some key achievements and challenges you've had to face as the founder of Paint Pinner? Is there a particular moment where you were most proud of your team and yourself? I was so controlling when I first started and I was doing all the events myself and, you know, it was exhausting. So then I took other artists on board and I found, you know, I would I would facilitate one way thinking, oh, well, that's the only way of facilitating, of course. But I found that my artists had other ideas and, you know, and I was always very open to them facilitating the events the way they wanted to. And we've had some amazing moments where, you know, they just have connected really, really well with their customers and their, you know, their guests. And we've had some amazing results where we just see people's paintings, people's, you know, (laughs) smiling faces and so proud of the paintings that they have managed to achieve in a, you know, short period of three hours. I have to say all the artists love doing it. They really do enjoy it is such a nice thing to do when art's your passion uh, and you're able to facilitate and share that passion with other people that may not have had any experience with anything to do with painting, all of a sudden they have, they, they have a chance to do this and they find that it is so much fun. It's really rewarding for for the artists. So, yeah, I guess that's um, – is there one particular moment? There are so many. <laughs> I don't know where to begin. Of course, those sound like amazing achievements. Now, what does Paint Pino offer in terms of the training process and support for their franchisees? How involved are you in the franchise induction process? Our brand is really, really important to us. We have worked so hard for our brand and because we've introduced food and alcohol, so it's three areas of of income stream, which is fantastic, you don't actually need a lot of training in terms of The cafe side, you know, we will give all the recipes. We will give processes of, you know, how a a day should be run as a cafe. We will also give processes of how it should be run in terms of front of house, 
pretty much everything we have as a process on our website, which you won't be able to see as a guest, but as a franchisee, there is a login feature that you can access and you can go in and you can find any process that you need. But before that, we will be spending time depending on each person, you know, how much time they will need us to to help them get started, how to, you know, facilitate, how to first welcome guests, how to get them seated, because even that can be not, not a problem, but there are certain ways of seating guests so that, you know, people get seated quite quickly and you get started. There's a process for everything and we will be giving all those processes for our franchisees so that they really hit the floor running and they will know exactly what to do. You currently have a team member who is head over heels for the franchise and is looking to own our own franchise very soon. Can you tell us a bit about her? Cal is Indian and she has the funniest accent and she's just a funny, funny person. She started with me, oh gosh, about a year ago when we first opened back up really after the um, COVID closures. She started as an artist and she, you just fall in love with Cal. <laughs> She's so funny and is so good at facilitating. She has an amazing engagement with people. She just knows how to get people to listen, how to get the best out of people. And she loved the facilitating. Yeah, she wanted to buy Braddon, which is our, our, our flagship store. And we're welcoming that fact. And of course, her husband is a chartered accountant. He actually brought his team in, his accountancy firm into to, um, a, um, an event. He absolutely loves it as well. So yes, they're going to be buying Braddon. Not quite yet. We still want to hang on to it for a little bit more, but they're ready. <laughs> they want to have Braddon. It's fantastic. It does sound fantastic. Now, now, what exactly are you looking for in franchisees? Is there any particular traits that work well? Well, you've got to like people for starters. You've got to like being in the hospitality business industry because you're dealing with people. You can be an artist, of course, and you can do some of the facilitating yourself. You don't necessarily need to be an artist. You could potentially be a person that's had a little bit of experience with hospitality. You might just have had experience with with front of house or you might be a cook or a chef. Any of those areas, you could essentially open a franchise because you can hire people to do the other jobs. The beauty about Paint Pinot is that if you only have, say, 25 guests or 25 to 30 guests, you don't need more than three staff members, and that's including the owner, should the owner decide to be one of those staff members. So it's really, really finely tuned in terms of staffing because we know exactly who's going to come in. We know more or less what they're going to spend, and so we can cater and fine-tune the staffing levels, and that's, that's what makes the, the franchise business very, very profitable because there's no wastage. And I think all businesses are always having to cope with a lot of wastage, but we're very lucky that we don't have to have that. So, of course, you need to have an amount of money. We, we say about 50000 which you need to have to secure a franchise. And it also, if you need to loan a little bit more than that in order to set up the premises, and then you're off and running. And we are so booked, we've booked, oh gosh, 10 events, around about 10 events per week in Braddon, and we're booked for six weeks in advance, which is unbelievably popular. Um, And I just think that probably what makes our business different, no, no, what actually definitely makes our business different is the fact that we have the triple income stream. 
So which is great for the franchisee, but it's also really, really great for the guests because they come in, they don't have to bring their own alcohol, they don't have to think about food or order it um, in advance, which sometimes, you know, do you know 48 hours in advance what you want to eat on the night? Not really. So, you know, you, you come in and you go, okay, you know, I feel like a pizza. So you order a pizza, you order cocktails, of course you can change your drinks. And so I think in terms of a franchisee, really just someone that's enthusiastic prepared to give it a go yeah just uh, you know as I said yes you have to work hard but in actual fact the way our franchise has been set up you don't have to be there at every event if you don't want to the business can run on its own you should or you I would always encourage franchisees to to be there as much as possible but you don't have to we tried to make it in such a way that most people should be able to run run a paint pinot franchise Great. And you definitely just get involved, get stuck into it. I think that's the best advice that anyone can actually give for a potential business owner. Now, on that note, is there anything you'd like to say to anyone who may be considering looking into becoming a franchisee with Paint Pinot? I would say the fear factor of people, number one, owning a business, forget it. Don't worry about it because that's why you go into a franchise. We're part of the Franchise Council of Australia. And they keep you honest. So we are a very honest company. You cannot, if you're a part of the, the, the Franchise Council of Australia, you can't get away with anything. You know, you have to be transparent and open and we are that. So, you know, a franchisee does not have to worry about that. They don't have to worry about knowing how to run a business because they will have all those processes. They're there for their help and we will assist all the way along with any new process. We take care of the marketing. We take care of the booking system is all there already there, up and running, really there is nothing for them to fear. And I think there is a fear factor. People might worry, oh, you know, am I going to make enough money? Our model is profitable. It is very profitable. And you're crazy if you think, you know, oh, am I going to make money? And, you know, any business, you can't guarantee what people are going to do in their own franchise. But providing you are above board, you you do all the things as we recommend you're very unlikely to go wrong. We really do hold their hand all the way. So just, you know, it's a (laughs) no-brainer. Give it a go. Great, Tina. Yeah, definitely. Don't you agree, Christelle? Give it a go. Yeah, of course. You have to. I hope so. We, We love our business. We really do. We absolutely love our business. And we were just so ready for other people just to come on board. Thanks, Tina. Paint Pinot does sound like a fantastic opportunity to be a part of. Now, for anyone listening to this podcast who is keen to put their name down for more information, there is a button beneath this podcast to submit your inquiry and the team at Paint Pinot will get the ball rolling ASAP and get you started on your franchising journey. Now, thanks again, Tina, for joining us on the podcast today. We wish you success in your developing business journey and we hope to hear from you soon with an update. Thank you. Thank you, Ellen, and thank you, Christelle. It was great fun. Great fun chatting. Thank you. Thank you. Eden Exchanges was brought to you by the team at Eden Exchange. In this episode, we spoke to director Tina Hansen of Paint Pinot, a unique arts and craft event business opportunity. To find out more about Tina and the Paint Pinot franchise, or to discover other episodes by Eden Exchanges, head to our networking website, businessbyinvest.com. You can also subscribe to this series on iTunes, or Stitches if you're using Android. Find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram for recent info on the buying, selling, and investing world. Thanks for listening.